0: Don't you know that you're a grown up? No gains, no puns, not if you're a lot you are grown up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners. Welcome to this backtrack episode of our show. As you know, this is the show between our regular episodes where we pick a single topic from our lives growing up as a Generation Xer and dig in deep. Joining me as always, I have Mo. Hey, everybody. And George is here. Yes, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm looking forward to talking about or reminiscing about something our fourth listener suggested. <sighs> yeah. Cool. I have a uh, portion of an email here from our fourth listener, Tom C. Uh, and he writes, I think you guys have referenced this once before, but I too remember standing for what seemed like hours with my finger on the play and record button of the portable cassette deck so I could <laughs> record my new favorite <laughs> song off the radio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then when it finally came on, you had to be totally silent, and inevitably that's when my little sister interrupted one of her ramblings about nonsensical girl stuff. Damn it, get out! Maybe if I call the radio station to make a request, Mom, where's the phone book?
1: Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> that brings back a lot of interesting memories. Yep. Oh so, man So Tom, you inspired us
0: for this episode of the Backtrack Podcast And in this episode, we're going to discuss not just recording your favorite But the whole experience surrounding local radio and how it was different Let's get started
2: Hi, I'm Charlie Tuna Here at K Hits 97 we spend a lot of time carefully choosing the songs we play That's why you hear only the music you
0: like best Tom C, we are going to kick it off now to talk about your suggestion which is the experience of local radio stations. And before we get started, we want to clarify what we're talking about, right? So in the 80s, <laughs>
2: right, yeah, no internet,
0: <laughs> no internet, no satellite radio. No satellite. No MP3s on no, your iPod, no podcasts. Oh my god. Oh my god, no podcasts. Oh So if you wanted to listen to music, you had a couple of choices. You either had to have it on a cassette or an 8-track in your car. Right. Mm -hmm. Or in
1: your house. Record, yeah, LP.
0: You had to literally put a thing with just five or six songs. Or the more common thing is you listen to the radio. Yes. Yes. The radio was a local presence in your community. Absolutely.
2: It was great because you knew the channel number that you had to tune your radio dial to. Their call letters generally made up their name like uh, (laughs) WGLF here in Tallahassee was Gulf 104.
0: You had presets, but you actually knew. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I don't even know people's phone numbers. I couldn't tell you the phone numbers of any of my best friends because I just auto dial. But I knew I listened to 106.3 and 107.2 yep. and 89. I mean, you knew everything. <laughs> when I was yeah. a kid, the radio
2: didn't even have, it wasn't a digital, it was analog. So your presets were those physical <laughs> buttons that you had to jam. Yeah. I didn't know how to set those things. <laughs> so you'd tune into that station mm-hmm.
0: and you'd tweak it just a little turning the dial just yeah, this way or that. I had one of my old radio tuners had two knobs. It had the, the coarse tuning, and, fine. and they had another knob that oh, had a different pulley right. really, that would turn it really, really, just yeah,
1: gradually. Yeah. That's one thing I kind of miss about having that local aspect to it is that everything about it was. For your area. Yes. Yeah, it was just you. It was just yeah. you. Like, if it happened to be raining outside, they'd be talking about the fact that it's raining.
0: Yeah. They just looked out the freaking window. Like, yeah. that's <laughs> raining outside. Right. It's, that's your town. And it was your local DJ. It was
2: a person that you could see them in the grocery store. Oh, you yeah. wouldn't know what they looked like, because that was the other thing. Their voices always fooled you. They were some of the most protest-looking oh, look totally. people most of yeah, the time. I'm kidding. They're
0: <laughs> like uh, us, you know. Uh, what did uh, they say?
1: They have a face uh, made for radio? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but they sounded like gods. Uh, exactly. exactly.
0: Those people were like local celebrities. Yes, they were. They would sit on the back hump of a convertible in the parade, and they would be at mall openings mm-hmm. when the Sears opened down at the mall, back right. when they had Sears. Yeah. <laughs> Montgomery <laughs> Wars. They were like these B-level celebrities that were local. They were kind of approachable, but they gave just a little touch of class because they brought down the local
2: DJ, you know? Oh, and they would do the live DJ things too locally, right? If you had an event at a local gas station or... Or barbecue oh, place yeah, or something. Right. They would come yeah. down and they would host the radio station from that event and would give away That's prize right. stuff. That I was forgot about awesome. those.
0: Yeah, we're live from Joe Smith Dodge Chrysler. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or you could get a hell of a deal on a Fiat or whatever the hell they're selling down there. You'd be
2: in your car with your parents or something and you would get them to tune it to your station and live from the McDonald's on Fifth Avenue. Oh, that's and right. And you'd be like, yep.
0: mom, let's go. We got to go right now. They're giving away Frisbees. We're in the big red tent with the inflatable gorilla. Come down, and get a hot dog and a Coke and test drive a Dodge. That's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and they always had a lot of swag to give away.
0: And now that it's all kind of national with satellite radio, they can get lots of interviews with people because everyone listens but it's not local at all, and who the hell knows who those people are? You never see or talk to, and they're not talking about your town. Yeah.
2: For us, sometimes, like, serious 80s on 8 or something like that, they're talking about stuff we remember growing up, but it doesn't have the same feel of this guy is literally down the street. I could drive there right now and go talk to
1: him. Because that also kind of takes you to, like, the fact that you could communicate with these people, right? You could actually call into a radio station. You could talk to that DJ. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, and it wasn't 8 million people trying to call a national show, necessarily. It was just The guy in the booth Up the street That's right (laughs) Yeah Yeah you would call And talk to them Right you would call in Oh hey can you play This song that I heard You play the other day That was the
2: amazing part Just that interaction With them when they Were talking with you On the phone Mm Yeah. for you You were like I'm talking to Talking to that guy It felt that way to you But to them They would just hold A conversation with you Sometimes in between songs Yeah Mm -hmm. you forget They're just people
0: Yeah In hindsight I know when I called And asked for my favorite song In reality 20 other people Probably asked for that song And they have a playlist They have to play Mm -hmm. But if you ask ask for it and the guy said he'd play it for you then you knew he did yeah, yeah or you thought you did it felt personal <laughs>
2: absolutely yeah. you felt listened to you felt like you were a part of that community that media whatever you want to call it you almost felt a little bit like a celebrity yourself because sometimes they might even mention give you your name they might give you a yeah. shout out yeah or just like hey for that kid who just called in yep. i'm gonna play dire straits right now or whatever you would call there it There you go yeah yeah
0: they would yeah, and you'd be
2: like cool. he's talking about me yeah you know be like when the musician was would point to somebody from the stage, you know, you're like, he's pointing to
1: me. That's right. Oh yeah. This song's for you, buddy. <laughs> Remember like calling in requests for other people. This is for Sally. On, da, 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 you know, oh promo. yeah. What when you are trying to get be. that girl or guy, right? Yeah. You know? Oh, the
0: cool version of that was sometimes they would record you saying, all right, we'll use your voice on the radio. Say whatever. Hey, one Oh two, the power pig rocks the right. coast. And, from <laughs> one to four. and they would play you back. And like, yeah. I'm a superstar for three seconds.
1: Yeah. Because you knew like thousands of people were listening to it. I had this experience when I was in college. I was an architecture major and you're always working like really late in the studio and it was like two o'clock in the morning and we called the DJ and all 20 of us recommended a song and he played every single one. Wow. Wow. That's some power. Because nobody else was awake at that time. (laughs) (laughs) These are for the architecture students at Carnegie Mellon that are still awake and working on their projects and he played like all of these songs. It was damn cool.
2: The worst though was when they would record you dedicating a song to that special someone you you were trying to impress and you'd be all nervous and flub your words and they wouldn't uh-huh. edit it like we do George
0: did you dedicate a song to your mom Yes so I
2: did <laughs> <laughs> Mom, if you're listening to this, you're the only one that I ever dedicated a song
0: to. (laughs) You're totally right, George. You you know, you're like, this is going to make the difference. She's going to hear that John from Dunk Lothman down by the mud hole wanted to play Heaven in Your Eyes, and that's going to make all the difference.
1: (laughs) And that he's sorry
0: for what he said earlier. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All is forgiven because I heard it on the radio. (laughs) Let's head to the dedication line and find out who this is.
1: Hi, this is
0: Erin. Erin, where are you calling from? I'm
1: calling from Reseda.
0: When's the big date? Oh,
1: it's in September, September
0: 15th. Well, best of luck to you. i also tell you what, I'm going to throw in one of Southern California's favorite albums for you. Oh, and,
1: great. And
0: the dedication and the album are from your favorite radio station.
2: k 101. Did you ever have it like where you would set up with your friends like, okay... I'm going to listen from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. tonight and let's try and get all these songs played. You would try and like do these little hidden agenda radio broadcasting like guerrilla warfare kind of things.
0: Wow, you were way more organized. We than would. We were trying to do all kinds
2: yeah, of stuff. Yeah. We're going to set the agenda. Think about like when <laughs> contests were coming up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, they would be giving away concert tickets or free food
0: coupons to the local restaurant or something. You had to be a certain caller. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it was connected to like, the, if they're 107, then they're like, be the seventh right. caller at 777777 seven, 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 or whatever crazy number they had. You had to be the nth caller to win. Oh. super challenge. Sometimes,
1: depending on the phone you had. Did you guys have that friend that was really good at doing that? (laughs) Being the 10th caller? I had a guy who was like a master at that. We would have like banks of people.
2: Because you only have one phone in your house at that point, right? You know, you didn't have like multiple phones. So we would have like a group of like 10 friends. And we would all call in to try and block everyone else out. And one of us would win. Dogpiling the contest. Yes, we were. Because those damn rotary phones were hard to deal with, man. Yeah. You had to dial the first six numbers. had to wait.
0: Yep, thanks. You're the third caller.
2: Damn it, I gotta start over. And by then, it was
0: too late. Because if you were the third caller
2: and it had to be the 12th, forget it. You're not getting that rotary phone around in time. That's
1: right. I grew up in New York. They didn't do, like, third caller. They would do, like, the 80th caller. This is New York City. Right. a lot of people listening. And so trying to time that was, like, almost impossible. I don't know why I remember this, but there was a radio station called 99X. Okay. And they played mostly pop stuff. They had this contest where the guy would would give off these clues to a location in the city. Mm -hmm. And if you went to that location at a certain time and found their person there, you would win like $1,000. Wow. No,
2: I can't say they (laughs) did that, but that's
1: cool. Now, here's the thing, though. You had to walk up to people and ask them, Hey, are you the, the are next Are you guy? that
0: person? So you had to go down there and pester a bunch of people.
1: And let me tell you, some of the clues, that they were tough. You could just walk
2: up and clock people and start searching their purses and stuff, couldn't you?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess you could. But one time my brother figured it out. Him and my other brother went there and they brought our dog. And he said people were asking like, is that the 99 x dog?
2: The 99X? <laughs> you were like faking them out and stuff on purpose? That's awesome. You know, here locally it was a smaller market. So what they would do, what I noticed with contests, if it was a contest for a coupon to the gas, station or food place or whatever, it would be the 10th the caller or the 9th caller. But when they would have those bigger contests for the bigger, larger prizes or cash money or whatever, then it would become the 99th caller. Did
1: you ever get the moment where they would try to call you and if you answered your phone with a certain catchphrase you won?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that was really big here, too. Now, the smart contest I always thought they did later was to get people to listen more frequently is rather than saying, call in now, they would say, here is the song of the day. Oh, you gotta listen yeah. all day. When oh, you hear yeah. the song,
1: that's when you dial yep. it. When you Hear this song, call in. Yep. Song of the day. Oh, I mean, yeah, they were exactly.
2: Yeah, they'd have you listening for hours on end. You'd be like, damn it! I went to a bathroom! Crap! <laughs>
1: <laughs> and here's your $3 right. prize. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it could be the cheapest prize, but they never had a problem with people calling in.
2: Well, no, because it was the experience that you were having fun with. It
0: wasn't necessarily the prize. That's the whole point of this yeah. backtrack. No, yeah. yeah, it was more than just winning that burger. It was the fact that you were on the radio. That's day, right. You
1: know? Other people were hearing what you were doing. Speaking about, like, waiting for that song to come on, that contest. You guys remember trying to record your favorite song? Oh, <laughs>
0: Man, That's all part of the listening experience. When We talked about, you know, you knew the people and yeah. you, you could talk to them. Listening to the radio was a whole different world. It was a different experience. I mean,
1: it was a totally yep. different experience.
0: This is exactly what Tom C., who wrote in, was talking about, that yeah. experience of, I don't know if I get a chance to buy this at the store. I don't have the money. I'm going to record it off the radio. And you're sitting there waiting to push play record, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. I have a pet peeve. George, you? Really? Uh, yeah, me? Who?
2: I'm the nicest Add it to the <laughs> list.
1: <laughs> so cassettes
2: at that point, they were like, 10 bucks if they were in the bargain bin they were 20 bucks you know when they were first coming out and stuff mm-hmm. and they would have 12 maybe 13 songs on them i think something along those lines that that'd be a lot actually that was a lot of your allowance or if you had a small little part-time job once you got to high school age or something that was not a, a small buy for you that was large that's
0: several hours of work that would be yeah.
2: like today if you went to go buy the super edition of some video game or something that's like 120 bucks that comes with a prop or whatever yeah it was right. an investment yeah you You would get the perfect song. It would be crystal clear audio for the cassette at the time and all. But I didn't have that. I needed to record off the radio because I didn't have that kind of money. Me too. The thing that always pissed me off, (laughs) the songs would start and that damn DJ would keep talking. (laughs) And he wouldn't shut up until the singer would start the words.
0: And they knew exactly how much time they had to ramble. Because they (laughs) listened to
2: the song 40 million times. So they knew that there was 10 seconds worth of musical intro before the singer would start and it was like well that's not important only the singer no shut up I want to get the entire oh, song man.
0: because I love the music as well as the singer if you're doing Boston's foreplay long time they could talk for three minutes over <laughs> before they All actually right? start the
2: singing or they would cut off the end of a great song and don't forget to come down to your local Chevy dealership and <laughs> like Hotel California that's got a, like oh, a two minute guitar riff at the end of that yep. and I swear to god I tried to record that song about 15 different times and that stupid DJ would either cut the song off to go to the next one or would start talking about the local car dealership and I want to slap the crap out of him sometimes for that. I would call the station. Look, the next time you play Hotel California, I'm going to record it, so shut the hell up. (laughs) That's my rant
0: for today. They know the only time they wouldn't cut off your song in the front of the end is when they would run one of their dump songs. You know about these? Like uh, American Pie by uh, Don McLean. Right. Uh That song's like eight and a half minutes long. Oh yeah. And if the DJ needed to go take a dump he would put on <laughs> one of these really long the songs Drake song right it started and it ran all the way to completion you know that's one of those he had to go take right. a crap and so he plays the longest track he has they were conspicuous they'd run about the same time of the day that was the only time you could get a song that wasn't chopped off
2: yeah because it's not like it is now where everything's digital and they can queue up 20 songs
0: in a row or sure yeah they had to get back they Had to queue up the next one the other thing is you had to wait often to the end of the song you couldn't just pause it because there was no shazam there was no app to find out hey what song is this <laughs> right what song is playing you had to hope at the end of it they said and that was this new song by this new yeah, artist which they didn't you always know? do i know like who the hell was it well
2: especially if they were in one of the middle of those um, we're gonna play 10 songs in a row with no commercial interruption right. or something and then what yep. you would have to hope is that at the end of that he would say and the songs in that segment were they do a rundown right and then you had yep. to kind of yeah. pair it up and say okay it was the a third song in that
0: group and oh yeah, yeah. that ends up making record stores more important because back then you could walk in a record store and say I heard this song it goes like this yeah. and he might be able to tell you whereas now you can just shazam it you don't have to do any human interaction
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> let me tell you but that's how you learned about new music of course either a friend had the album right mm-hmm. or you heard it on the radio right I mean that was really the only two ways you had Yeah, 90% percent that of that the time
0: it was hearing it on the radio first mm-hmm. yeah because my buddies they couldn't afford to buy records either so right. we all heard it on the radio exactly first. (laughs)
1: now as we get set to hear the number one song in the land let's check out the number ones on Billboard's other charts number one on the country chart is mama he's crazy by the judds and on the four other major billboard charts we have the same artist holding down all the top spots that happened just over a year ago when michael jackson was at number one on the soul chart and the pop chart with billy jean and number one on the dance chart and the album chart with his LP Thriller. You guys ever do any late night listening? I always like that better because generally the DJs had more time, it was less commercial. That's when they would play like deep tracks or...
0: Oh, not just the payola.
1: Yeah. Well, once I got a little bit
0: older, you'd stay up later and listen two in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, and tangentially related to that, I did some late night listening mode, but for me, it was more of, I love like old radio shows from the 40s and 50s and old AM radio. A. They were news during the day, but <laughs> in the evening, there was this great series called the CBS Radio Mystery Theater. It was really the end. It was the bookend on the end of any kind of radio fiction. But I remember growing up that they would run that every night on my local AM station if you had to stay up like 10 o'clock at night to hear it. But it was the only place you could get that other than buying old tapes mm-hmm. of, you know, The Shadow or Faber-McGee and Molly. Well, or that's what I was going to
2: ask, because I remember when you and I met when you were in college, John, you had a huge collection of like Shadow tapes and stuff that you had recorded mm-hmm. yeah. from somewhere. Was that where you got them from, those late night AM radio shows? or
0: You're kind of right, George. The Shadow and the... Those shows that you're talking about, I never heard on radio originally. They were long gone before I was born. But my introduction to loving that kind of like audio-only fiction, and now these days translated to what is podcast fiction, you know, great shows. I first found a love for that by listening to that old AM radio. And you didn't know what it was going to be. It could be a monster story. It could be a murder mystery. It could be anything. You just you were there 10 o'clock at night. I was supposed to be asleep, got the AM radio on, and I'm listening to some spooky story on late night radio. That was the only place to get it. And then later I found out, oh, this was inspired by, you know, the 40s and 50s old talk radio. And that's uh, that was when I first was introduced to it. We've talked a lot about the local radio, Mm -hmm. and that was always a blast. But
2: your local radio, they didn't just run just local stuff all the time. They would also run the syndicated things that they would. Oh yeah, get from you know the bigger markets and stuff, and you would have your national broadcast that would happen on a The top
0: forty countdown with
2: Casey Kasem. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who didn't listen to that? And he writes. Dear Casey, <laughs> well, you were talking about the late night thing. I remember the first late night thing I heard was Doctor Demento. Oh, sure,
1: all the parody songs—that's yeah, where Weird Al got his exactly. start. Exactly. Oh, wow.
2: There were some somewhat famous national radio DJs like Wolfman Jack. Sure, you know he was a big guy in the '70s, I guess. Right?
1: '50s, actually. <laughs> Does he go back that far? Like '50s, '60s. I think he went back to the '60s oh, at least. Really? Well, well Mo, you're older than us, so you would know. Well, yeah, right. listen to him then, but I know he's—he's he's been around for a really <laughs> long time.
2: Mo was listening to radio during World War II when the Japanese were sending broadcasts. Yeah, Yeah. he's he's
1: not
0: that old. He's still a Gen X. (laughs) (laughs) Just because you're the baby, George, doesn't mean everyone is
1: ancient. That's right. Casey Kasem, the top 40 countdown every week. Top 40 countdown. Yeah. We listen to that probably every week. Oh, yeah. It was an event. Yeah. Yeah. That was a prime place to record your favorite songs because
0: all the good ones are going to be there. Oh, yeah. And if my artist got kicked out of the number one spot, I'm pissed.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) He wouldn't just like introduce us. There's always like a small story behind every song. There's a
0: story. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I thought that was a cool aspect to what he did. This singer got his start. when he was
2: collecting turtles in the backyard and he would prick his finger and that made him
1: think (laughs) of prick your finger,
0: blah, blah, blah. (laughs) It's like a tiny bit of behind the music on VH1. You get that little snippet of just an insight into the artist.
2: But it it was funny though to me because Casey Kasem, he had probably the most unique voice in radio. It was so full of cheese, but it was so good at the same time that I just couldn't (laughs) stop listening to
0: him. It was so funny. I wouldn't have pegged him for a radio personality listening to him the first time. Right. But boy, he sounded it's so sincere and a little bit hammy all the time, didn't he? Yep. I think it's fair to say that there was a lot that was unique and special about radio when we were growing up. A lot of that is lost, but in a small way, I like to think that by producing podcasts like this, what we're doing, talking directly to our listeners and listening back to them, it's not quite live, but I hope we're doing our part to kind of resurrect a little bit of that Gen X experience. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I mean, you get to know us through listening to
2: our different podcasts, just like you got to know that DJ when you would listen to your local yeah. radio.
0: For better or worse, you get to know us. (laughs) Take the good with the bad. And we love producing it because we like getting to know you guys when you write in or when you send us suggestions or you view or leave comments on videos. It's that interactivity, I think, is one of the pieces that sparks us loving to generate content with GXG for people listening, like our fourth listener here on the
1: podcast. Absolutely. Yep, I'm with you on that one. Love comic books? Then check out parlopod the podcast for die hard fans. We've got interviews. Hi, this is
0: Kelly Jones. Hi, everybody. This is John Semper. This is Ming Chun. Hey, this is Tim Steeley. Hey, folks. This is Brian O'Halloran. Hey, what up? This is Jason Muse, and you're listening to Parlapod.com comic book podcast. Snooch to the news. Reviews.
2: These covers are are blowing me away. Oh, so.
0: The concept is just too darn good. I wish they had done a better job with it. And all the comic book news you need to know about. Mark
2: Strong is in talks to play the villain,
0: Dr. Savant all in man he was a great sinestro
1: too available on
0: itunes soundcloud stitcher youtube google play and it's always free to download follow us on social media at Parlopod. fresh episodes every wednesday morning just in time for your trip to the local comic book store parlapod we are your source for everything comic book related give us a listen today
2: I really enjoyed that Backtrack podcast, guys. I know that we talked about some stuff we can throw in the show notes down there. Some of our favorite radio station oldies. I'm sure there's some videos on YouTube or something that we'll put in the show notes for some links for you guys to check out. So you can relive
1: the local radio experience just like we love to do. And so you don't miss any of our great podcasts in the future. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or however you get your podcasts.
0: And whether you listen on iTunes or not, we would appreciate if you pop open iTunes, search for Gen X Grown Up and leave us that five-star review and a rating because that helps other people find us. And if you have a friend who doesn't listen to the Gen X Grown-Up podcast, tell them about us. If you like the stuff we're doing and they're your friend, they might like it too.
2: You know, we obviously started this podcast because we got an email from our fourth listener. We want to hear some of your ideas, mm-hmm. yeah, some of the yeah. things that you grew up with during your generation. We want to find out the topics you would like
1: us to talk about. Send us an email at podcast at genxgrownup.com You can visit us on YouTube or you can check out our site, which is genxgrownup.com
0: You sure can. Hey, I enjoy getting together Mo thanks so much
1: oh yeah this is fun George always a pleasure
0: yes sir we will have a new show next week so we'll see you back then see you guys see you everybody bye bye no life no fun don't you know that you a grown up no gains, no puns. basically life sucks as a grown up
2: this has been a production of the GWW Radio Network please don't forget to subscribe rate and review us on iTunes Stitcher and SoundCloud Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more!
1: Geeks Assemble!
0: Yeah, whether you use iTunes or not, we would really appreciate if you would stop But <clears throat> I'm going to burp there. <laughs> <laughs> Can't edit
1: that out. No.
0: <laughs> you know, a lot can happen in seven minutes. And luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts. And I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm gonna take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together we're gonna to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.